0: Hi and welcome to a new episode of Hoppy Night in Canada. Uh, it's been a while since we've done one of these. been um, A little bit, uh, about
1: three years, give or take.
0: Something like that. Uh, you know, it's been a busy three or four years. We've now had we had one Hoppy Night wedding. There's a Hoppy Night baby, um, but we're getting back into it, and for a reason that will be revealed pretty soon. Uh, yeah. In in Victoria,
1: I'm Dave. And also in Victoria, I'm John. That's one uh, of the many changes. Exactly.
0: One of the many changes. Um, I, although because it's still coronavirus, um, we're recording remotely, but from the same geographical region.
1: Yeah. One day when all of this has passed, uh, live episodes will be an option in the future. But for now, keeping the remote recording uh, just happened to be much closer geographically than we used to be.
0: That's right. Um, So anyway, as mentioned, there's something that kind of spurred us to start recording more episodes, and that is local CBC by local, I mean, Vancouver, but local CBC reporter Justin McElroy has decided to do an incredibly crazy thing and created a BC beer bracket.
1: Yeah, uh, the the bracket is meant to determine the best beer in all of British Columbia. It's a massive undertaking. Um... (laughs) may be too big, uh, to ever accurately capture, but in the spirit of things like, uh, strong opinions about things that ultimately don't matter that much. That's why we're here. So we want to, we want to dig into the choices, the, the upsets, the, uh, potential winners and, and yeah, see if we can kind of play along as, as these votes get tallied over the, over the weeks to come.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you want to check out any of the details of the brackets, um, Justin's Twitter handle is at J underscore McElroy, M-C-E-L-R-O-Y. Uh, we will probably signal boost some of it from our at Hoppy Night CA account.
1: Yeah, I think most tweets are also coming in under hashtag BC Beer Bracket.
0: Yeah. So that's
1: it? also where discussions are going to be uh, happening around this. It ended up being uh,
0: Justin solicited suggestions for what beer should be or what beers should be in the Bracket. I believe he received more than 150 suggestions for a bracket that ended up being 64. I think, I mean, there are are certainly beers that I would like to see on there that aren't. Um, That said, I'm not going to criticize too heavily because everyone's taste is different and uh, it would be absolutely impossible to please. Well, really, I I suspect even Justin is not 100% pleased with this bracket because there are ones that he would prefer not be on there, but he's put them on for certain reasons. So I'm not going to criticize the bracket itself. I will just criticize the choices that people
1: make. (laughs) Yeah, I think, um, you know, early indications from uh, some of the play in rounds. um, So the way I guess it worked, this is me intuiting from from tweets that have gone on uh, about the construction of the bracket, where popular breweries got one automatic entry uh, into the bracket, into the top 48. And then... um, Other uh, beers from breweries that already had one automatic entry were entered into these play-in rounds uh, that got voted on just through Twitter polls. Um, And early indications from these show that a lot of people have very different definitions of the word best. Yes. So uh, I think we want to dig a little bit into into some of those early results from play-in rounds, maybe some of the early upsets that happened to even get onto the bracket of 64. And then uh, the bracket was announced, uh, we're recording this today on Saturday, uh, it's February 27th. The bracket was announced earlier today, and and uh, we'll probably dig into that a little bit to uh, get some ideas of early, uh, early predictions or early thoughts about how some of this is going to shake out.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, there's four sections of the bracket. They are Porter, Stouts, Belgians, Sours, Fruit Saisons, Basics, and IPAs. In each of those quadrants. Uh, The top 12 were determined by the seating committee, which was Justin, and then I think he had some help from Richard Zussman, who's another local reporter. And then the bottom four were each uh, play-in rounds voted on Twitter. Um, And so each of those – but each of those four slots came from eight others. So there were 32 beers in each play-in quadrant. So that gives you an idea of how many very good beers – didn't make the bracket.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There were, there were already a couple in each of those um, play in rounds that, you know, I had some questions (laughs) about people's choices. Uh, And some were also really hard. Some had, some had really strong showings, you know, in a, in a group of four where only one could advance. And um, it was a little sad to see some, some personal favorites kind of get left by the wayside just because they were stacked against some other really strong contenders.
0: Totally. Totally. Um, I think that's a good intro. Let's get into some of the play-in rounds. Yeah. Um, let's start with basics because, you know, it's a good place to start. It's basic. Yeah. The first round of the play-ins was Slowhand Pilsner, Fuggles of Warlock Pilsner, Hoin Pilsner, and Parallel 49 Logger. And in an absolute romp with 42% of the vote, Hoin Pilsner took that one, which really should surprise nobody.
1: Yeah, in, in that selection, I think the only one that could potentially have put in uh, a, a showing is Parallel 49's Lager, not for a quality reason, but just for a ubiquity reason. Like, it's available everywhere. Um, but of those four, like, Hoyne makes the most sense.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and, and you're right. The the Parallel 49 Craft Lager had 33%, so it was the next closest.
1: The uh, the next round was uh, Four wins: Huff Gold Pilsner, Steel and Oaks Red Pilsner, Vancouver Island Brewing's Piper's Pale Ale, and Powell's Ode to Citro.
0: So the winner the winner of this bracket was uh, Huffed Gold by Four Wins with a fairly, uh, almost a squeaker over the Ode to Citra. Huffed Gold had 32.3%, um, while Ode to Citro had 29.9%. Uh, so that was a pretty close one. I would say, generally speaking, people made the right choice in this one.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. Um, not that Ode to Citro is bad, but like, Huffgold is wonderful. It is. It is truly know. wonderful.
0: Uh, the next, the next four in the basics was thread the needle from White Tooper and Jerk uh, Jerkface nine thousand from Parallel Forty Nine, White Bark from Driftwood, and Jongler from Strange Fellows. Uh, this I have. I take umbrage to the results of this one, um, <laughs> as much as I love the winner was White Bark. Uh, from driftwood as much as i love this one John Blair is a better beer.
1: yeah i'm glad jerkfist didn't make it because <laughs> like, it's too. not whatever me too um parallel 49 already has many other showings and there are other wins that progress that maybe shouldn't have but that's you know, know will that. always be my take um so the next four uh were uh, this was another one of just like this was a strong one and kind of a hard choice, but like Chase My Tail, which is a ale from Yellow Dog, Daggerads Burnabarian, which I think they qualify as a Belgian table beer, I
0: think
1: so. uh, Velo from Four Winds, and Trailbreaker from Backcountry out of Squamish.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Uh, yeah, I Trailbreaker, I know I've tried, but the other three are ones that are like regular rotation in my fridge.
1: Yeah, and like. Yellow Dog has a has a bunch of other showings on the on the actual bracket and also in the play-ins. Um, it played like Chase My Tail in this case One, um, I like my personal taste shifts towards Burnabarian in this case, but like fair enough. Like Chase My Tail is a good standard pale ale.
0: Yep, the next four beers were bourbon Blood Orange Weed Ale from Bridge, which is an excellent beer. Uh, London Fo- the London Fog beer from Faculty, uh, Ruby Tears. Ruby Ale from Parallel Forty Nine and Arcade Glow from Boombox. Uh, Ruby Tears won with thirty-five percent. The next closest was the Bourbon Blood Orange from Bridge at twenty-six percent. Uh, I think this is just a case of what there have ever has everybody seen. I mean, this was the one that Ricky Gervais was tweeting about liking a couple summers ago. Um, yeah, you know, this this is a this is a scope versus anything else
1: yeah this is one of those like it doesn't surprise me it does upset me because arcade glow is such a good beer um whereas like ruby tears is just a beer that many people have tried
0: yeah and like there is nothing wrong with ruby tears it's a fine beer it's a flagship of parallel 49 who are a fine brewery that perhaps got a bit big for their britches however it's a fine beer but it's not even close to as good
1: as it's Yeah. The next four in the play-in were uh, Nightwatch from Lighthouse, uh, the Gin and Lime Pilsner from Fuggles and Warlock, the Vienna Amber Lager, I want to say, from Moody Ales, and the Bison, the Mint Wheat Beer from Faculty Brewing, uh, and Moody's Am- Vienna Amber took it. In like a relatively close runoff between the first three, um, yeah. the, the, the Mint Wheat uh, didn't go very far deservedly so in my opinion oh boy deservedly so <laughs> it's such a bad beer oh man
0: all right and the final the final foursome in the basics was kokanee squeaky wheel which i really think was supposed to be sneaky weasel like i strongly believe that squeaky wheel is not a beer and sneaky weasel is uh, bowen island lager and okanagan springs fifteen sixteen lager um, and this one, it was a runaway for Okanagan Springs fifteen sixteen. Uh, personally, I voted for Kokanee. I have a uh, soft spot in my heart for Kokanee when it comes to really crappy beers. Um, there's two really, really bad beers that I have a very soft spot in my heart for. Kokanee is one and Bud Light Lime is the other.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, um, but uh, yeah, I mean... This one I, I believe that this portion was just thrown in for fun. There was no way it was ever really going anywhere
1: but uh, I, I mean it's stacked when we get to the actual bracket like it's it's stacked against some uh some other you know macro style uh beers beers of an ilk I guess I don't know yeah. how else to put it um which should be really interesting to see when the actual uh voting starts. but yeah, for this like i I'm down with a 15 sixteen if you're if you're on the very you know there's a time and a place.
0: I mean, yeah, if, if, if you're at a Cactus Club or something like that.
1: Yeah. So of the playthroughs, uh, the four final winners, which actually become the 13 to 16 seed spots in the Basics Quadrant on the actual bracket, uh, were Hoyne Pilsner winning out over Four Winds Huff Gold, the Yellow Dog Chase My Tail over Driftwood Whitebark, uh, Ruby Tears over the Moody Ales Vanilla Lager, and 1516, 16 uh, which actually didn't have... That one went directly through, so I guess yeah. there were less than less than a, 32, I guess. So, yeah. yeah. Tw- 28,
0: 28 basic beers in the play.
1: Yeah. There's like yellow dog winning over driftwood. I'm not personally sure, but it's fair. Like I wouldn't call it an upset, but, um, I think driftwood is the better beer personally. Uh,
0: yeah, I would agree with that. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, again, best. And also like, it's hard. There's a time and a place for, for hoppy pale ales. There's a time and a place for, uh, like Belgian whip beers. So, yeah, this is something like part of what makes this so hard is like, I don't know. They're both good.
0: Yep, exactly. I agree with that. And like Hoyt Pilsner winning out over Huffgold is... Uh, I've got feelings. Exactly. It's... Exactly. I mean, Huffgold is amazing. And like, if you gave me two beers side by side and it was with, with no labels, it was Huffgold against uh, against the Hoyt Pilsner. Probably I'm going to like the Huffgold more. However, there's nothing wrong with Point Pilsner. It's a really, really good beer and it's so well known. And that's the thing. Like this, I think there's going to be a theme in this bracket or if, if there's going to be a theme in this bracket, it's going to be distribution is better than quality.
1: Yeah, I think like distribution plays such a huge part in this. Name recognition goes a big way. You know, um, we even were talking like earlier this, uh, I guess it was last year, like we were talking with friends about, you know, the sort of ongoing quest for finding that everyday beer, like that beer that you can kind of have at any time in your fridge. It's always going to be on time. It's always going to be good. Like, and even that, like, that's a, that's a pretty good metric for what you consider best. So I think like even that makes it really hard, you know, versus uh, some of the, some of the beers that show up where you're like, this is great, but I'm only going to have it once a year, either because it only comes out once a year or it's big and heavy. And I only want it at a certain time a year. Like that makes it, I think a little tougher to kind of come down and narrow this down, you know, to one winner.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so that's it for the basic the basic quadrant. The next quadrant we're going to look at is IPAs. So the first group of four in the plans was uh, Rad Seeker by Boombox, Fluffy Cloud by 33 Acres Experimentation, or 33 EXP, which is... Uh, fun side project from 33 Acres, if you're not familiar with it. Nocturnum, which is a dark IPA from Strange Fellows, and Trash Panda from Parallel 49. This is one where the results I have, I take umbrage to, uh, Trash Panda won, and if you were asking me, I would say it's the worst of the four, and it won quite handily, 40, 42% to 30% being the next highest, which was Nocturnum from Strange Fellows. I would have happily seen any of those other three
1: go through yeah pretty much um so the next uh the next four were twin sales two straws which is their milkshake ipa twin sales space armadillo which is another of their ipas parkside's humans and yellow dogs play dead ipa uh so this was the run of port moody breweries um many of which are familiar to me because in the interim between when we last recorded and now I not only moved to Port Moody, but then moved away from it. So I spent some time living very close to Murray street and, uh, wandering the breweries and, and yellow dog took this one, which, um, like none of these are bad. I think if Parkside had won, I'd be a little upset, but like other than that, like I, any of these could have taken it. And so the fact that yellow dog did like, that's fine. It's a very standard IPA. It is. Um, but it's not bad, so sure.
0: Yep, I, I would say of those four, Yellow Dog is probably the strongest, but it is like you said. There's nothing super. To say it's not exciting is is not what I'm trying to say, but like there's nothing special about it.
1: No, it's, it's like it's it is very standard year-round IPA. Yep. You know, sure.
0: The next fourth one is Little Dog from Yellow Dog, which I believe is their session IPA. Uh, Side cut from Bridge. Juxtapose from Four Winds and Mental Floss from Beer. That's B E E R E Beer Brewing. Juxtapose took this one with sixty-one percent of the vote, uh, which is not, I think, terribly surprising. Um, I think ju- I personally think Juxtapose is one of the best beers in British Columbia, if not the world. I love Juxtapose.
1: Strong praise. I, um.
0: I just think it's great. It's a bread ipa and it is everything you want in a good beer
1: this one this one was weird for me because so yellow dog if i remember correctly little dog is actually it's short for little dog syndrome which is one of their fresh hop offerings and well, that's it's right. One of their it's it's not even like their first round fresh hop offering it's like a fresh hop double ipa they've only put it off for a couple of years it is really good but like they don't make that much it sells out quickly like i'm I don't know why it's here. If I like, this is one of the tough parts where you're like, is it really good? Sure. Um, the only way that I got it is because I live down the street from the brewery versus, you know, three of these other ones, which have one much wider distribution. Yeah. Um, even beer, beer also makes really good beer. Yeah. Um, this, is,
0: this That's a tough, that was a tough draw for yeah. beer. I mean, I like quality wise. I think beer is like the mental floss is the second for me, at least, mental floss is the second best of this four, so, um It just like it's only become widely distributed in like the last year or so. Yeah, and
1: it's tough because they they make really nice beer. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, yeah that's like Four wins winning this is unsurprising. Yep. Uh, and the next four were R&B's Vancouver Special, Parallel Forty Nine again with their Filthy Dirty IPA, Main Street's Naked Fox IPA, and Strange Fellows Guardian, which is their White IPA. Um, and Strange Fellows Guardian took this one.
0: Yeah, um, and, and I was happy to see that. Um, yeah. And it was they won by about ten percent over the next highest, uh, the next closest, which was Filthy Dirty, um, and like. Of those, I mean, I think Guardian is quite clearly the best.
1: Yeah, like Naked Fox is good. Again, yep. it falls in that category of like really good, straightforward IPA. Um, yep. But, you know, straight fells is better in this quadrant, in this pack of four. Agreed.
0: Um, the next four was a uh, Victoria-centric mini-quadrant. Four um, were Raised by Wolves from Driftwood, Electric Unicorn from Phillips. Hop circle IPA also from Phillips and Juicy Data, Hazy IPA from Category 12. These are all like I mean the Phillips ones, obviously, Phillips is probably I would say Phillips is probably the best known craft brewery in British Columbia. It's not the first, but it's kind of the first of the the real big wave of craft brewery. Yeah. Um and so I think Phillips is definitely the best known. Uh, the Phillips Electric Unicorn one. In a fairly close runoff, uh, they got 34% of the vote. The raised by wolves from Driftwood got 31%. I do wonder how much of it was a little bit of vote splitting, and the 13% that uh, Hop Circle got might have gone to Electric Unicorn otherwise, because you know you've got two Phillips beers. So they might they might have been some vote splitting. But, yeah. Uh, the Electric Unicorn one, It's a fine white IPA. Yeah. It's fine.
1: I yeah <laughs> um i like d- the d- driftwood raised by wolves is like absolutely a better beer um, I um know that. I then, know that. but but yeah like name recognition goes a long way and of the driftwood offerings like raised by wolves is one of their um less i less guess wealth. less well-known yeah. and less frequently released beers so the fact that it's not like a runaway with that is i, I guess understandable um yeah. it's still upsetting
0: yeah and like and juicy juicy data is a really good hazy IPA. Mm-hmm. But it's also one that Category of like 12 only started brewing about two years ago. Um maybe three, but like not that long. It, it certainly doesn't have the establishment of those other three. And Category 12 is just a, a much smaller brewery. Yeah. Like that's pretty much all there is to it.
1: Yep. Uh the next round was two Strathcona beers and two superflux beers. So from Strathcona, they're Big Sexy Funk and Headbanger. I don't think I've had either of those, but, uh, and then Superflux, uh, Coconuts and Happiness, uh, and Happiness, uh, was the winner of that round by quite a large margin, uh, about two to one from there, from the next one down. Um, I think this one makes a lot of sense. Uh, Superflux is amazing, and uh, of the two, Superflux in this round, uh, Coconuts is actually a rare miss for them, in my opinion. Like it's, I, I don't agree. like it. I agree with that. It's not very um, good. Very versus Happiness, which is like one of their very good uh, yeah. offerings. Yep. Our next
0: four were was uh, Maniana from Superflux, uh, Phaedra from Four Winds, Satori Harvest from Driftwood. And shipwreck from lighthouse. Uh, this one, while the vote was going on on Twitter, uh, got probably more discussion than people would have expected. Um, I think the beer geek community was had, was splitting the vote between Phaedra and Satori Harvest. And for a while during this vote, shipwreck from lighthouse was winning. <laughs> uh, Satori Harvest ended up winning with. 29.5%, Shipwreck had 26.6, and Phaedra 23.9. Manana, even manana from Superflex had 20%. So all four were within 10% of each other. I think the people got this one right. satori Harvest, for those unfamiliar, is Driftwood's uh wet hop seasonal beer. So it only comes up once a year. It was one of, if not the first, fresh hop beers made in British Columbia, and it's always one of the best. And I like Phaedra is a rye IPA that four Winds puts out a couple times a year. It's not a reg- regularly available. Um, and it's, it's also phenomenal, but, uh, I think that people got this one right.
1: Yeah. I think, I think this one is going to be interesting. I think actually the fact, cause so th- this one uh, has also made it onto the bracket proper. And I think this, and actually another driftwood entry of singularity, which we'll get to in a minute is going to be this real test of like, Can, can beers that are really well regarded, but are very seasonal and only come out once a year, like how strong of a showing can they put in against some other popular beers that are year round available?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think that's, I think these are going to be those sort of ultimate tests. Cause when you think about like the once a year, you know, seasonal things that come out, there are tons out there, but like Satori Harvest, as far as fresh hops go is like that quintessential BC fresh hop beer, singularity, this very quintessential, imperial stout so like i'm i'm curious to see how they fare in the bracket just because they're going to be this test of like arguably they are some of the best beers made in bc but does the fact that they only are limited availability like how far does that let them get yeah totally the last group of four uh was Mountain bagby's nasty habit foggy harbor which is from wheelhouse Barkerville Brewing's Wandering Camel and Tapworks, uh, which is out of Gibson, uh, One Sailing Weight IPA, uh, and Tapworks won this one.
0: I don't think I've tried any of
1: these four. Is possible? I don't I've, think I have either.
0: It's possible I've tried the Nasty Habit from Mount Bigby. That seems the most sounds, or that seems the most familiar to me. But it's possible I don't. I haven't tried any of them.
1: Yeah, I, I looked like I've looked often at uh, Tapworks um, and trying some of them. They were pretty available when I was living in North Van. Um, I just never got around to it. I think this is also one of the things that this the, the vote in rounds or the play in rounds showed, which is like, there's a lot of beer. It's yeah. really hard to like, actually try even half of these. I mean, some of them like Phillips Hop Circle is like, I have an opinion about it, but I also haven't drank it in like close to a decade, probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, Uh, so like, it's really hard to compare against something that I've had like last year, you know? Totally.
0: Totally. Yeah, no, that's fair. So the four beers that went through to the actual bracket, Yellow Dog, Play Dead beat Parallel 49, Trash Panda. Juxtapose from Four Winds beat uh, Guardian from Strange Fellows, which, again, I would say probably right, but also sad to see Strange Fellows, to see Guardian not in the bracket.
1: Yeah, this one, like, I would have been happy to see either one move forward. I think they're both really good. Um, yeah. The fact that Juxtapose made it, like, sure, that, yeah. you know, totally fair. But if it had gone the other way, I would have a similar reaction.
0: I agree. I agree. In one, again, that uh, is the uh, distribution over quality, uh, Electric Unicorn from Philips, Happiness from Superflux. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, there's, there's not much more to say about it than that. <laughs>
1: There's like, I, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think you're absolutely right. Like it comes down to distribution and familiarity with, with the brand, not only of, of the beer, but of the brewery. Like you say, Phillips has been around for so long. People know it. And like Superflux just opened their tasting room last year in the middle of a pandemic. So like, even though they are growing and they're incredibly well-regarded, like they're hard to find outside of greater Vancouver. And that doesn't do them any favors when it comes to getting, people to vote for them on twitter (laughs) exactly
0: exactly and then the last one for the 16 seed
1: uh harvest from
0: driftwood beats uh tapworks one sailing weight which i would say that's to the surprise of nobody
1: yeah so the third round of play-ins were the kind of general category of saisons fruits and sours so it covers a pretty wide range of styles, which I think shows up in some of these votings. Like there were there were some uh, rounds that had four, like very different types of beer. Um, and trying to pick one out of them, like it was not the easiest thing. Yeah. So the first round of it was uh, most uh, mostly uh, Port Moody with a Phillips thrown in. So it was Moody Ales Lavender Sour, Yellow Dogs uh, Gozo, which is called Go Get It, Twin Sails Wood Crush, and the Phillips Solaris. And uh, Moody's Lavender Sour, one, which of the three uh, beers from Port Moody there I, would not have been my pick, but I know it's a very popular beer. It's also one, I think, that is very widely available. Moody yeah. has pretty good distribution, especially in BC liquor stores. So fair enough.
0: I can't say I've ever tried the Lavender Sour from Moody, but I've seen it a lot. It is widely distributed. Because I think all three of those other beers are probably better than it, but yeah. I mean that's how that's how voting goes sometimes. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the next four was the Flanders Sour from Storm, which is a legend within Vancouver beer, but you cannot get outside of well, Storm really. Yeah. Uh, the Hazy Sour IPA from Fieldhouse. Juno from House of Funk and Tropique from Il Sauvage. Uh, the winner was the Hazy Sour IPA from Fieldhouse, um, yep. which is a really a really nice beer.
1: Yeah, I think like Fieldhouse makes really good beer. The Hazy Sour Double is very good. It's actually in my fridge right now. Um, and it, like you see it on the shelf and it feels a bit like buzzword salad. You're like, Hazy Sour Double. Yeah, sure. Um, but it is, it's a, it's a very nice beer. Um, yep. And like you say, like Storm... Distribution hurts it in this regard, no matter how well regarded it is. Um, House of Funk, I think, ditto. They've started to get wider distribution.
0: Well, it's also, it's interesting because, as you said, this one has a lot of very different styles of beer. Uh, I don't, I'm don't. i not familiar with, with Juno from House of Funk, but the other three that I have tried are all very different. I mean, the, the Storm one is an Imperial Flanders Red, which is very different from a hazy sour double IPA, which is very different from Sharp Peak, which is a it's, a, it's a kennel sour with guava and vanilla, which is delicious. It's a really, really good beer. Um, but it's like this four, the makeup of this four was very
1: different. Uh, so the next round was Old Yale's Mango Wheat Ale, Townsite's Blackberry Festive Ale, which is another wheat beer, I believe. Brassneck's Raspberry Changeling and House of Funk's Funk Juice. With Brassnecks, uh, changeling being the winner. Uh,
0: yeah, they made people made the right choice in this
1: one. Yeah, that's it. That's there's nothing more to say. <laughs> yeah, that's correct.
0: Yep. The next four were Reynard from Strange Fellows, which is their algorithm. Uh Dewitt from Daggerad, which is a passion fruit sour weed ale, uh, the dark sour from Fieldhouse, and. Heather Ale from Salt Spring. Again, four very different beer. DeWitt from Daggerad won. It's a really nice beer. I got no problem with it winning.
1: Yeah. Uh same. I kind of feel like Reynard is probably the better beer, the strange fellows. That's but, what I
0: vote that's what I voted for. Um yeah. and, and I kind of agree with you. But at the same time, DeWitt is it's it's a really good beer, and I got no issue with it winning.
1: Yeah. Yeah, same. Next round was Tin House Brewing's Peppercorn Saison. Tin House is out of Port Coquitlam, uh, Brassneck Stockholm Syndrome, Four Winds La Maison, which is their Wild Saison, and Trading Post Raspberry Wheat. Uh, And Four Winds La Maison uh, took this round.
0: Pretty handily, too. They got 52% of the
1: vote. Yeah. I, like, La Maison's so nice. Like, um, Like, all these beers... I've had the Tin House Peppercorn Saison. I didn't think much of it personally. The other three are all good. Again, they're all different. So... Yeah. I will
0: say, I think of all of the play-in-round matchups, this one might have been the most difficult vote for me between La Maison and Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Um It was... I mean, it was tough. It was tough. So...
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, like, Stockholm Syndrome, I haven't had it in years at this point, but, like, I, I remember it very fondly. And so, for that reason, it's really tough to say, like... If I had it more regularly, if it had the availability of La Maison, yeah. I may have gone a different way, but I think I voted for four wins in this and I do not regret it.
0: Um, the next four were uh, Al Paris from Four Wins, uh, Chai Saison from Britannia, Britannia Broom, uh, Guava Saison from Andina Broom, and Randonneur from Degret. Al ended up winning, which I think is probably correct. Uh, It's their
1: red wine barrel-aged Brett Saison, and it's very good. Yeah, like, Randonneur is also really good, I think, It's my personal take. Uh, But it's a little bit more kind of standard in as much as a Saison can be standard. Um, Operus is kind of a little bit more interesting, a little bit more complex, like... I've never had the Britannia chai Saison and it's I've only ever had Andina stuff once, so like I can't speak to those, but
0: Andina's guava Saison is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's not in the same category as Operus, I would or or Renner, really, I would say. Yeah.
1: Um, so the next four were Dagarette's Brightside, which is their um, lemon table saison, Mariner's Blackberry Sour, Beer's Pinky Tuscadero, which is I think they're lemonade sour. Yeah, uh, I'd have to look that up. And Fuggles' last strawberry wit, so strawberry wheat beer. Uh, Fuggles took this one, strawberry wit. But um, people made a
0: mistake in this case.
1: Uh, yeah, like we were talking about this before recording. Like I, Fuggles. It's not the Fuggles and Warlock is a bad brewery. I just don't fully understand people being like ride or die for them.
0: Yeah,
1: no. everyone to their own taste. But like, I don't. I just don't get it. Yeah, no, I'm with
0: you. I don't get it at
1: all. Um. So fair enough that people spoke.
0: But um, the Brightside should have won this one. The the Brightside, and like, I honestly think if if Justin was running this in July, the Brightside would have won. Because it's the most refreshing beer you can ever find. Uh, It's so good in the summer. Um, And so I think Brightside would have won if this was a warm weather and people were able to sit on a patio. I think Brightside would have won.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's also that. Like, there's a time here, although, like, a strawberry wit is not what I'd be drinking personally right now. And yet, but again, like, I yeah, think true. there's like, there's a really hardcore following for Fuggles and Warlock. Um, yeah. So, fair enough.
0: The last four for in this uh, quadrant was Juice Box from Coast Mountain up in Whistler, uh, Dinosaur from Phillips, Blueberry Blast from Dead Frog, and Love Potion from Vice and Virtue uh dinosaur won this one pretty comfortably 44% of the vote i'm pretty sure dinosaur is the only one i've ever tried
1: i don't think i've had any of these so i hold zero opinions about how this one went um other than like it's probably good that dead frog did i still yeah whatever yeah dinosaur is good
0: dinosaur is legit a pretty good sour it's a fruited a fruited sour i think they make different varieties i think they make a blackberry dinosaur and some other ones that come around But uh, it's it's a legit beer. It's
1: good. Fair enough. Yep. So the four that made it onto the bracket proper in the 13 through 16 seeds were um, Fieldhouse's Hazy Sour Double IPA, one over Moody's Lavender Sour; Brassneck Raspberry Changeling, one over Dagrad Dewitt; Four Winds La Maison beat Four Winds Opera's, and Fuggles Strawberry Wit beat the Dino Sour uh, to make it the 16 spot.
0: All right, and the last, so the last quadrant of the bracket is porters, stouts, and other dark seasonals. The first four, Pothole Filler Stout from How Sound, the Imperial Stout, uh, Creepy Uncle Dunkle from moon, from moon Brewing, which is formerly Moon Underwater, so just Moon Brewing in Victoria, daddy Uncle Peanut Butter Stout from Dead Frog, and uh Singularity from Driftwood, which we've already talked about a little bit. It's their Russian <laughs> Imperial Stout that comes out once a year. To the surprise of almost nobody, Singularity took this one 44% of the vote, and that's the right choice. Bottle Filler Stout is is very good, uh, and I think in, in in a few other four in in a few other of the four of the groups of four might have made it a little closer, but I'm honestly surprised Singularity didn't get more
1: than 50% of the vote. <laughs> yeah, that's that was my thought as well. Like how some of these if you were to rearrange the, you know, the the group of 4 uh, with another one, you mix them up like you may have seen some different winners. I think Singularity was going to take whatever category it was in. Yep. So that's fair. Yep. Um the next four were Whistler's Chestnut Ale, Main Street's Westminster Brown Ale, Driftwood's Naughty Hildegard ESB and Hoine's Appleton ESB with Driftwood ESB uh, winning out over the others,
0: which I think is fair. Yeah, I'm. I'm personally a little bit glad the Whistler Chestnut Ale didn't win. I know that one's really popular with some people. Uh, it came. It came second in the voting. It's a popular winter beer with some people. Um, I don't personally like it at all. The next four were uh, oatmeal, an oatmeal stout from Barnside Brewing. Uh, voltage espresso stout from Hoyne, screaming banshee from old Yale and con leche from twin sales Con leche won this one just edging out or sort of just edging out voltage espresso from Horn. Uh Con leche is a really good horchata milk stout uh, if, and it's kind of it's it's out right now if you get a chance to drink it do so because it's delicious yeah um, yeah I, this one I'm glad it this does one won. it should yeah.
1: yeah. I've never had the Hoyne uh, Espresso Stout, but... It's you know, good. It's good. Of, it's, yeah. like, it is good. Next round was the Storm Vanilla Whiskey Stout. Uh, Fuggles Beam Me Up, which I think is the their Milk Stout. Coffee Milk Stout. Oh, it's Coffee Milk Stout. Uh, coffee milk stout. Uh, Strange Fellows Blackmail Milk Stout and the Boombox Midnight Train Milk Stout. Um, Strange Fellows Blackmail won this. Um, as you should
0: have. I've had all of these beer, or all of these stouts, they're really good. They're all really good. The, the Storm Vanilla Whiskey came second, pretty close as well. I do wonder a little bit if some people have been like, if some people that were voting were like, I haven't tried any of these. Oh, that one says whiskey. Click.
1: <laughs> um, or, the, I mean, it could be the Storm thing as well, right? People it, come along and go like, I've never had this one from Storm, but I've had Storm stuff. It could be that. You know. Um, yeah, the
0: I actually think that, I think that in, in the um, the name of, I'm pretty sure it's Bean, B-A-N-N me up milk stout from fuggles because i do believe it's a coffee milk stout i I had it a couple years ago it's pretty good Hmm. it's pretty good and midnight train from boombox is available right now um and it's also a really nice milk stout it's yeah so this like blackmail winning was right but i I honestly wouldn't have been unhappy about any of them winning the next four is two barley wines and two scotch ales uh the Thor's Hammer, Barley Wine from Central City. Wooly Bugger, Barley Wine from How Sound. Salty Scott, Scotch Ale from Parallel 49. And We Angry Scotch Ale from Russell. This was close between the two Scotch Ales. Um, Salty Scott won with 33%. The Wee Angry from Russell had 31%. Um, it was a pretty close matchup. Personally, I voted for Thor's Hammer. It's a seasonal, it's really
1: high gravity. It's not for
0: everyone is really what it comes down to
1: yeah i get it but then like the flip side you know you get like singularity is a high gravity once a year beer that many people go for but i know that like some people feel strongly about stouts and don't like a barley wine so fair enough but this was wrong
0: yep
1: (laughs) yep i don't know what else to say i agree the next four was uh, kind of a mixed bag of uh, Belgians and Dark Lagers. So it was the Double from Red Collar, Dagrad's Antwerpen, which is their Belgian triple, and then Fieldhouse's Black Lager, and 33 Acres of Darkness, which is uh, 33 Acres Black Lager. Uh, and 33 Acres One. Unsurprising to me, though I don't think it is the best beer in that category. But like... No. Antwerp, antwerp is the best in that category yeah it? like antwerp is the, the best quality i think um 33 acres darkness is fine like it's nice for a black lager uh and it's also readily available so i can easily see why that f- rises to the top
0: uh the next four we have the black the salted black porter from Fieldhouse. we have chew toy coconut porter from yellow dog we've got stout Nick from longwood a perfect storm from Townsite. Q um, from Yellow Dog won this one, just beating out the Salted Black Porter from Fieldhouse. Uh, it seems, I'm just noticing now, um, the Abbotsford vote was out heavily in this one. Uh, Fieldhouse has done really well. And that's, it's not like Fieldhouse is good. Fieldhouse makes good beer. They've got a great little tasting room. They're a good brewery. Um, all of their all of their options and there's a lot of those yeah um, and like I think I think of these four chew toy is the best and I think it should have won um, I hold a special place in my heart from for a stout Nick from Longwood because it's from Nanaimo. it's the first craft brewery I remember it really existing uh, I haven't grown up in Nanaimo. But but uh,
1: yeah
0: Chutoy toy won I think that's the right way to go
1: yeah yeah, and of the two, I mean, Yellow Dog's other porter shows up in the next four, uh, which we'll get to in a second, but like two Coconut Porter, it's so nice. Like, yeah. it's a it's a really, really nice uh, porter. If you're looking for something darker, still a little bit sweet, like not too heavy, it's got, it, it checks a lot of boxes, especially in the winter months.
0: Yep.
1: Um, the last round, Phillip's Chocolate Porter, uh, Cannery's Blackberry Porter, Yellow Dog's Shake-A-Paw, which is their Smoked Porter, and the Steel & Oak Smoked Honey Doppelbock. Uh, with Phillip's Chocolate Porter, Winning again, probably unsurprisingly. I would say unsurprisingly. Um, and and pretty handily. Uh I think they were about 10% over the next one, which was the smoked porter from Yellow Dog. Which, like, I'm biased in this regard. I don't really like smoked beers, period. So like two of these four don't do anything for me anyway, but neither does the chocolate porter that much. Yeah, this one was that
0: there wasn't a super strong contender in this four, I would say. Um, I mean, I'm not at all surprised the chocolate porter from Phillips one. Uh, but I actually think the best beer of this four is the smoked honey. And double However, I'm not, I'm also, I'm with you. I'm also not a huge fan of smoked beers. That one is one I happen to, I happen to like, but there being two smoked beers here is like, you know, that's, it's, 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 it can be off-putting for some people.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Of those, the ones that made it onto the bracket proper driftwood singularity, Unsurprisingly, beating out Driftwood, uh Hildegard ESB, Twin Sales Con Leche beating Strange Fellows Blackmail, the uh, 33 Acres of Darkness beat out the Parallel 49 Salty Scott, and then Phillips Chocolate Porter beat Yellow Dog's Chew Toy Porter uh, for the 16 spot. None of those particularly surprising to me. No. So, yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, looking looking at the the overall results from from the play-in rounds, which again, actually ultimately comes out to only like one quarter of the beers that are on the bracket. It's funny, like I am, I want to be careful about this. I don't think they are upsets, but I am upset about some of the things that came through. But but again, I mean, like we've been talking about, I think a lot of this comes down to like recognition and distribution and even ones that I think like de- didn't deserve to make it as far as they did, you know, Philips Electric Unicorn, Ruby Tears. It's not even about them, not their quality in isolation. It's the fact that they beat things that I think are stronger contenders, but are limited by things like distribution or seasonality or things like that. Um, The fact that those are like regular beers that are readily available across the entire province, like definitely do them a lot of favors for getting further than like maybe their quality would suggest.
0: Yep. Yep. I agree with that.
1: Um, and then on the flip side, some of my favorites made it through, and I'm glad they did. So, you know, you win some, you lose some.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. All right. So that wraps up the plans and gives us an opportunity to go take a look at the bracket itself. Um, so now let's do a quick rundown of each quadrant themselves. Yeah. Um, okay. So getting into the first quadrant of Porter Stout's Belgians. I'm not going to make any predictions here. I'm just I'm just going to go through our the, what what the bracket itself looks like. Um, one versus sixteen matchup is Hoyne Dark Matter against Philip Chocolate Porter. Two versus fifteen is Dagerad Blonde against Thirty Three Acres of Darkness. Uh, eight versus nine is the Rail Ale from How Sound against the Nut Brown from Spinnakers. And ten versus seven is Ravestrocks from Lighthouse Brewing versus the Backhand of God from Cranon Brewing.
1: Uh, On the second half of the bracket, uh, the four versus 13 is Vancouver Island Brewing's Herminator versus uh, Singularity from Driftwood. Um, The three spot versus 14 is Sasquatch Stout from Old Yale Brewing versus the Twin Sails' Con Leche. The 12 versus five is nelson brewing's Faceplant winter ale versus granville's winter ale and the 11 versus six is tofino's kelp stout versus persephone's dry irish stout
0: so in terms of this bracket i think it's relatively well done there's a good sampling of both geography and also sort of different styles of beer within dark beer if i were like there are i think a couple places for potential upsets and i think it is I think what it is is I think it's some of the uh, higher seeds that caught some of the play-in winners are in a tough spot. Yeah. I think the Herminator, which I, is a beer I love, lining up against Singularity is in a tough matchup. Yep. Um, and I think the Sasquatch Stout from Old Yale, which won Canadian Beer Awards Best in Show four or five years ago is up against... Is, is, is a really good beer is up against Conway Jay from twin sales. I think that's a tough matchup too.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that one's going to be tough. Um, the one, like, I like, I knew Granville winter was going to be on this bracket. Like it had to be. And yeah. I, I'm like, I'm curious to see how far that one gets because I think so many people have an association with that beer that doesn't speak to its quality. Uh, more than it does to its like ubiquity and popularity, right? Yep. Like Granville's so widespread for so many people. It's the first like quote unquote craft beer that they get into. Um, like it could go really far and you know, I, I'm I'm'm I'm curious to see like how far it will get purely on like people's memory and less so about like what it's it. actually like. What it actually is. Yeah, exactly. Yep, no, I agree with that.
0: Into the Sour Fruits Saisons quadrant. The 1 versus 16 matchup is Nectaris from Four Winds versus the play-in winner Fuggles and Warlock, Last Strawberry Wit. 2 versus 15 also features uh, Fuggles and Warlock. The Kiwami Plum Sour is the 2 seed. Four Winds La Maison is the 15 seed. 8 versus 9 battle is Whistler Grapefruit Ale against Fernie What the Huck. Uh, and the 10 versus 7 battle is Main Street Fruit Bomb Kettle Sour against Raven's Corvus, Lindenberry Lime goes up. Uh,
1: The 4 versus 13 is Bomber's Park Life versus Fieldhouse's Hazy Sour Double IPA. The 3 versus 14 is Il Vaj's Raspberry Sour versus Brassneck's Raspberry Changeling. The 12 versus 5 is Strathcona Beach Rattler versus Parallel 49 Tricycle Rattler. And the 11 verse 6 is Lupilo's Goes With Black Lime, Goes With Black Lime, excuse me, uh, versus the Storm Pineapple Pilsner.
0: Nothing really jumps out at me as crazy about this one. Um, the Whistler Grapefruit Ale is one that kind of eh for me, but I know that it's really popular.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I, I mean, again, we, we talked about it in the earlier section, but like Fuggles' fan base could be enough to knock out nectarus i'm not sure think, about that but like so. nectarus is so good but like enough people like foggles that i'm like eh, i'm curious to see how that one goes i were that one will be a lot closer i think than maybe it should be i agree with
0: that. yeah the last uh, i think i said earlier i wasn't going to make any predictions um but i think the last two in this bracket is going to be nectarus against changeling
1: i think that's a reason well i'm not sure about changeling making it far if only because i mean again we get down to like people who have brass neck love brass neck but there are many people who have no access to brassneck. and so like that right hand side has a lot of very localized beers like beers that don't have huge distribution but have a really dedicated fan base I don't think I have any predictions, but I'm curious to see what happens with that when the, the the like very intensely regional stuff starts showing up against some more easily accessible uh beers in this quadrant.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I think if there is one wild card for that exact reason, if there's one sort the of wild card in this bracket for me, it's the uh, tricycle rattler out on
1: the Yeah, I could see I could see tricycle um or beat like I could see either of those rattlers making it far. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think so
1: too. Yeah.
0: On to the Basics Quadrant. In the 1 versus 16 uh, matchup, we have Red Truck Classic Logger against the play-in winner of 15-16 Okanagan Springs. Uh, 2 versus 15, we've got Dat Juice from Twin Sails against Ruby Tears from Parallel 49. 8 versus 9, we've got the Battle of the Bad Beers uh, with Lucky against Caribou. Uh, I assume that's caribou standard, the green and yellow can. There are a bunch of different caribous. Yeah. Um, and in 10 versus 7, we have the Fieldhouse Dutch Pale Ale versus 33 Acres of
1: Sunshine. Uh, in the 4 verse 13, Phillips Blue Buck versus Hoyne Pilsner. Uh, 3 verse 14 is Strange Fellows Talisman Pale Ale and Yellow Dog Chase My Tail Pale Ale. 12 versus 5 is bridge's primetime lager, uh, that's their like low calorie lager and uh, against brassneck's passive aggressive. And 11 versus 6 is steel and oak simple things pilsner versus old Jalopy pale ale from pale brewing. Yeah. I don't know what a best case of this looks like. I have a real fear that like the worst case it's going to be blue buck versus ruby tears in the final. <laughs> yeah i think you're probably right and like i think there's a non-zero chance of that happening like i i do i do suspect that like you'll get a lot of people who like there There are a number of these views here that are very good and like widely available and i think for all that the ubiquity of something like a blue book, i don't see it getting all the way um in this quadrant but like i i have this weird fear of like those things winning out just purely on like name recognition alone
0: when you let people vote for things online, things like a boat being named Bodie McBoatface happen. Yeah. Um, and I think the equivalent of that in this entire bracket is the winner of the lucky caribou matchup going through to the final. <clears throat>
1: yeah.
0: And I'm not saying this is going to happen. I know that Justin McElroy's Twitter followers skew towards beer dorks like you and me. Um, but I could see a concerted campaign for specifically Lucky, but possibly also maybe Caribou.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could see those being carried. Well, and and the fact that they'll, you know, the winner of that matches up with the winner of fifteen sixteen versus Red Truck Logger. You know, um, yeah, like I could I could easily see something like Lucky carrying through the first two rounds. Yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> we're into dangerous territory.
0: Yeah, I'm cu- I am quite curious to see what happens. With this quadrant, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, there none of these are none of these beers are like my favorites. I really like Thirty Three Acres of, sun, of Sunshine. Um, yeah, that's are,
1: that's a really nice one. I mean, that's you know, and and Thirty Three Acres distribution has expanded in a big way. The Dutch Pale Ale is also really nice. Like that actually, that's a. Uh, an interesting lineup for the first like that's a well-matched lineup i think for the first round
0: i agree and i mean talisman from strange fellows i think is one of again another one of those ones that is in the in the conversation for best beer in bc
1: it's it's definitely like as far as back to that thing of like you know if if best means sort of like an everyday something that kind of is on time all the time i'd easily put talisman in that category yeah yeah
0: Uh, okay let's move on to ipas the IPA quadrant. In the 1 versus 16, we have the Battle of Driftwood. Uh, To the surprise of no one, the number one seed in the IPA quadrant is Fat Tugger from Driftwood. Uh, 16 is Satori Harvest. I'm really, really curious what happens here. I have thoughts. I'm not going to necessarily share them, but I'm very curious of what's going to happen here. 2 versus 15, we've got Superflux Color and Shape and Phillips Electric Unicorn. Uh, Eight versus nine, we've got Mount Aerosmith Jagged Face IPA and 12 Disruption Black IPA. Uh, 10 versus seven, we've got Parkside Dreamboat Hazy IPA and Boombox
1: Juicy AF. And uh, the four versus 13 is Yellow Dog versus Yellow Dog High Five Hazy IPA versus the Play Dead IPA. Three and 14 uh, is Steamworks Flagship IPA versus Four Winds Juxtapose. The 12 versus 5 is Twin Cities Run of the Mill versus Central City Red Racer IPA. And 11 versus 6 is White Sales Mount Benson versus Backcountry Brewing's Widowmaker.
0: There's some interesting matchups here. Like, I'm really I'm looking at that 314 matchup of Steamworks Flagship versus Juxtapose. Uh, those are two great beers.
1: Yeah. Like, this quadrant's the most interesting to me because you have so many things in here which are. You know, you have some that are like absolute classics of the IPA genre. You have Central City Red Racer, you have Driftwood Fat Tug, and then you've got a lot of newer uh, breweries that have really, really strong entries. And I would argue maybe more interesting, like modern entries into the IPA catalog. Yep. So mm-hmm. like you start to compare those two, like Boombox Juicy is a very different beast than Driftwood Fat Tug. Like, obviously, they're on opposite ends of the quadrant, but like that idea of like you're dealing with a kind of a wide spectrum, even though it's all within like IPA as a box. But when those things start to run into each other, I think it'll get very interesting.
0: Yep. Yep. I agree with that. Um, it's going to be this. I, I think you're right. I think this will be the most interesting to see whether like how people vote, um, especially in the like the that yellow dog versus yellow dog. Do you like the hazy IPA or do you like the normal IPA?
1: Yeah, it's funny. Like, I know where I fall, but it, it does say a little bit about, you know, hazy IPAs is a more modern trend. The Playdead IPA, like we said, is like it's pretty it's a pretty standard West Coast yep. IPA. Yeah. Um, so these two almost get into like, great, you've removed all other variables except like what style of IPA do you like? So it'll be interesting to see like where that turns out because modern trends would suggest that like hazy's going to win big. But you compare to some things that have been, you know, standards for years, and maybe rightfully so, like a fat tug. Like, who knows? Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's the bracket. I know voting starts on Monday, March first. I encourage everyone who's listening to this to go vote. Follow along. Uh, we're going to have some follow-up episodes, especially once we get down to sort of the quarterfinals. We'll uh, have some some interesting content. I think.
1: I think we'll start to see. Uh, as things start to narrow down what the story is and yeah. how right or wrong the uh, the voting population really is in this regard.
0: Again, I, I said earlier I wasn't going to make any predictions, but I'm going to tell you what, it's going to be Fat Tug. Fat Tug's going to win this thing.
1: I think that's, yeah, like on the, on the live stream uh, that uh, Justin McElroy did, I think one of the people commented, like, this is going to come down to Dark Matter versus Fat Tug. And like, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the final round. Yeah, they're um, right. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't like. I don't know how I'd. I don't know how I feel about it. But like, I would. I mean, I hope that some that I'm
0: proven wrong, and I hope that I don't. I'm not saying I want to see driftwood. I'm not saying I want to see Fat Tug lose. I'm not
1: saying I want to see
0: Dark Matter lose. But I hope that something unexpected does happen.
1: I think maybe that's it. That's a good way of describing it. Like I could see this going in a very expected way. Um, that would vote largely around exactly what we're saying, like ubiquity, recognition, year-round availability, like that would turn out, I think, some pretty easy predictions and would end in a fairly expected way. Yeah, And so for that reason, like I'm hoping some weird stuff happens. Like I'm hoping some things make it into later rounds that maybe shouldn't. I'm hoping for some upsets. Um, And yeah, not that like I think, I don't. It's not that I think Fat Tug deserves to lose, but like I would sort of like to see it get upset by (laughs) Satori Harvest because I think that would be super curious. Yeah, totally. It's that like agent of chaos thing of just like yeah, I want to see some weird stuff happen in this voting. But again, a lot of it comes down to like you check a box voting for something, you don't get to explain like yeah, but what I mean by best is like (laughs) these following criteria. I
0: agree with that.
1: So I agree. So that about wraps it up. So uh, we hope you follow along with us uh, in the coming weeks as we not only uh, keep following the BC Beer Bracket, but uh, as we start to ramp back up and uh, record episodes a bit more regularly. One of the things to look forward to is we've actually got a few episodes in the can that we recorded last year uh, with our good friend and award-winning homebrewer, Ryan Preston, who's based out of Calgary, uh, talking about homebrewing and the process of uh, building and developing recipes over time. So expect that in the feed in the near future. But for now, this is us signing off. So uh, as always, please leave us a review uh, and a rating on uh, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Five-star, uh,
0: five-star preferably.
1: Five-star preferably. Uh, you know, save your bad opinions for yourself. Our, uh, our website is hoppynight.ca. We are on Twitter and Instagram at hoppynightca. Uh, our email is hoppynightincanada at gmail.com. So once again in Victoria, I'm John.
0: And also in Victoria, I'm Dave. Cheers. Cheers.